0: The End of Life Ireland group are gathering outside the doll today and they're hoping to bring their message uh, to politicians about the need for legislation around assisted dying in Ireland. And David is with me today on the line. David, I know you were down um, at the doll today but I believe you, you lost your mum recently, is that right?
1: Yes, I did indeed. Um, thank you for having me on. Um, Mid-October uh, Mam, uh, Mary uh, is uh, my mum's name she passed away, and um, uh, it was um, um, it was in tala hospital, and unfortunately, we had to endure ten days after a major stroke, watching her deteriorate, and it was quite difficult. When there was no comeback, Mam had a um, had a non-resus, no resus, and um, that's basically it. So we we endured ten to twelve days of watching Mam and my dad sixty five um, years sixty four years married
2: okay. and um
1: had to watch mam deteriorate in front of his eyes, which was very difficult
0: i'm very sorry could've. about your 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 mum, david it's obviously so so recent you know for for mm-hmm. you you and the family but but those days and and in that that period after your your mom had um had a stroke like had had it been made, you know, clear at that point to you and and the family, um, I suppose the, the prognosis really, and and what, what the outcome well, or the well, likely well, outcome it, was.
1: Well, it, it, it's quite difficult for them to to um, um, to give an exact time, and it can be anything from three days to a couple of weeks. But you know, to see my dad especially, and and other family members to go in every day and watch ma'am slowly deteriorate was very, very difficult. And the palliative care team were fantastic and the hospital telehealth were fantastic. But unfortunately, we, we need to really look at this to help with sister dying, that at, at a point of the person's choosing, that they can die with dignity.
0: Was it, was it a conversation, David, that you and your mum or your mum and, and your dad, your family had ever had You know, with your mother previously?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Both okay. my mom and dad. We talked about it many times, and um, like everyone else, uh, you know, when they're sitting around having a coffee or having a drink, sometime they just do not want to be. The majority of people do not want to be left in a hospital um, when the the end of life is is that you're going to die in the near future. That you can't be helped to 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 actually shorten that time and not be, and I won't use to be, be a burden because that's incorrect. But that your loved ones and yourself is not is is just not enduring uh, um, two to the three weeks. It's just wow.
0: It's very difficult, David, isn't it? Like it's it's mm-hmm. an, it's not a conversation that anybody ever wants to to start or well, initiate with their.
1: Well, look. You hear it all the time. You hear people saying, "Oh, I don't want to be left in a hospital I know. Um, with, with the loved ones sitting around and it's, it's, it's an easy thing to to We, we do a, a no resource um, order on our on, on, our, um, on your uh, medical forms or anything like that when you're in a hospital. so why not just give the people the right to um, to die with dignity? So similar to in my um, just two countries that I think of, which would be Australia in some states in Australia and Canada, and um, you can pick the time of choosing. You can go in, and and when you're in hospital, that your family are around, and and you're not getting called during the night to say, man's gone.
0: I think actually, just you know, in in the past couple of hours today, politicians um, in the Isle of Man have actually, I think, progressed a, a bill there that would allow for terminally ill uh, people, you know, the, the, the right to choose yeah. to end their lives. I think that's only happened actually uh, as of as of today, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But your point is you're part of, you're there with the the End of Life Ireland group today because there's been a yeah. lot of discussion, you know, David, obviously around this in, in more recent months and, and the bill that's been talked about and, and debated and we've spoken about it here previously on the show as well. But what's actually happening today or what do the group hope to, well, to get well, from it? it, it, it
1: well, there's, as you know, there's a committee set up, a government committee mm. set up and it's just to highlight that, look, unless we the people uh, contact our senators and our TDs to say, look guys, you know, this is a difficult situation but... From what I can see, there was, there's a majority of people want this brought through, that the um, voluntary assisted dying. Because if you take it, even at my mum's um, funeral, there was probably 200 there. She was quite popular. And 75% of them came up to me afterwards and said, look, we totally believe what you're saying um, about assisted dying. And that's a good indication for me to say, look, we need to really contact... Our government, and say we need to change the law. Medical people are their hands are tied in this country. They, they while well, the nurses and doctors come up to us at the bedside and 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 they're doing their best. They cannot help with assisted dying. Okay.
0: So, in terms, of what's actually happened today then so far, David? I mean, you're you're there and you're with the group and you're at um, at Leinster House. But have you had an opportunity to talk to politicians? Well, or?
1: Well, the basic—I had to go away from the the, um, the actual meeting gathering to so I could make this call. So um, I can only go back there and see them later. But yes, they've met up with some politicians, and yes, there's some interviews and photo and, and photo ops going on there, just to highlight the issue and 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 bring it to the government, bring it to their front door
0: well David listen thank you for for getting in touch um with us today and and for joining us on the program and you know again my, my condolences to you and your and your family as well and the passing of your, of your mum just so so recently as well just in, in October so thank you for for joining us on the program today um lunchtime live at newstalk.com is the the email address if you want to share your own story maybe your or your experience with us on the program dr Hannah Lenan is with me as well Hannah you are a specialist uh, palliative care doctor, and you're also the chair of the Irish Association uh, for uh, Palliative Care as well. Like, it it is an extremely difficult situation for people who find themselves, you know, if if they're dealing with a terminal illness, um, and really with a prognosis that that isn't isn't likely to change.
2: Absolutely, um, and thank you so much for having me on to speak. Um I suppose I can speak to this um, from my point of view as a palliative care doctor, but also um, I suppose just to touch on the Irish Association for Palliative Care is made up of 270 members who are healthcare professionals who work in palliative care. Um, and uh, really, I suppose our stance is that we, we wouldn't endorse legislation um, being brought in for assisted dying. Um, I'd like to also say, I suppose that we want to acknowledge the suffering of those with, with people with serious medical illnesses and their families and, And to acknowledge that people on all sides of this discussion are motivated by compassion um, Mm, and a desire to support people to the end of their lives. I suppose, you know, uh, we believe, uh, I suppose the ethos of what we do um, is we we feel that there's an inherent dignity in life and that um, that is not taken away by illness. And really that that we should be looking less at alleviating suffering and and by assisted dying and more by uh, providing supports, supports not just for the person but for their family. And I think, you know, it is it's such an emotive issue. I think it's something you know, death is something we all must face. And I do think that there is a a fear around death and dying, and there's a fear around palliative care as well. I think there's. A kind of a, a, maybe a loss of understanding of what dying looks like. And and I suppose our main job is to try and protect and enhance the dignity of people who are dying in what is a process, I suppose, that we all must go through.
0: Look, you're in the business, and I don't mean that in, the, in a financial yes. sense, but but like you and your colleagues, and I, I totally understand that, you're in the business of um, making people comfortable towards Absolutely. their their end of life. But I suppose I I know from, you know, personal experience with with family members, Hannah, and even chatting to other um, listeners to the programme who've got in touch and absolutely, I mean, have, you know, met their palliative care doctor, have gone through, you know, the treatment um, and even palliative care treatment as well. But for some people, there is often a point at which it, it just isn't working for them anymore, and it, I suppose the, the, that sense of control that that ability yes. to be able to make the decision and be in charge of their you know their their own future is is at some point that's some that's something that people patients want to take back themselves.
2: Uh absolutely, and uh, and I hear what you're saying, and I think autonomy is one of the principles that we try and adhere to. You know, promoting uh, patient autonomy, and I suppose it's just to realise that there is still a autonomy within that. She pathway there's no i suppose obligation to take treatments that you don't feel would be in your benefit and i think it's it's a, a joint decision with your palliative team and your medical care professionals as to what is the right course and it may not always be pursuing treatment after treatment after treatment i suppose what we would see is a reshift really of focus from maybe the uh, you know treatments that would be very invasive and not beneficial to more of a, of a of a kind of a comfort and symptom control but i hear what you're saying about and you know you can't help but be moved by those, you know, the brave families that come out and have shared mm. their challenging experiences. Um, I suppose the, the big worry is I think there needs to be more done around education about options at the end of life and more supports and that we need to enhance supports for care in the home to try and support carers, bereavement support. But I think as well there's a huge worry about the vulnerable in society. And I know this is something has been discussed before, but mm. um, a sense that really that there is... It's going to be, you know, I cannot see, and I think it's it's a view that's shared by so many in Palishev and in other spheres, uh, how you can protect those who may not feel that they're valued in society. Um, and that really this concept of trying to, I suppose, measure suffering, which is something that's so subjective to everybody, will make it extremely challenging to put safeguards in place.
0: The Irish Association for Palliative Care, Hannah, the group completely against, um, you know, the introduction of legislation around voluntary assisted dying laws in Ireland? Or, you know, are you willing to accept it in, in any form if there's strong and stringent safeguards in place?
2: um i think i think this is such a challenging topic i think um you know everybody has their own kind of moral compass inside that says you know that kind of tries your best to guide you and i think we have an ethics forum that is made up of not just doctors but nurses and occupational therapists pastoral care from various organizations um working in palliative care across ireland and i i think the sense is that it is it is such a challenging um topic. And I think, I think the the sense is that there is a, a kind of, I suppose, once the line is crossed, that it's very difficult you can't go back. To, 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 to deny it. You know, how do you judge one person suffering against okay. another? I so suppose.
0: completely against it then? Just that's it? You don't well, want to broaden think, it all?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I think, the, you know, the stance is that we feel that there is no way of bringing it in and ensuring safeguards to the vulnerable.
0: The, the committee um, is currently examining this and, and, you know, a lot of very interesting guest speakers um, over the past number of weeks have been in actually before the committee about this, you know, talking about the bill and how it works in, in, uh, in other countries as well. What's your thoughts on um, the speed at which this is moving? Because other medical experts actually think that it's, it's moving too slow as do some campaigners. So where do you sit in that debate?
2: Yes, um, uh, I agree. I think, and it's interesting when you hear the witnesses that go in front of the Iraq. this is a varying degree of views as to, you know, how quickly we should be moving this along. I think those that feel very strongly it should be brought in feel that like there's kind of unacceptable delays, whereas others feel that, um, you know, that we should be kind of taking our time and being careful with this. And to be honest, I can see, you know, uh, I can see both sides of, of the, of the, those viewpoints. I suppose the stance we have is that it needs to be given due time to be you know discussed thoroughly i think one good point from this discussion is that it is getting people to talk about death and dying and you know the things that they are struggling with and i think we have a long way to go in terms of education of of people around dying and and also to look at the supports that we need to put in place because i do think there are gaps there that we need okay. to look at well,
0: to, I, I, to I definitely don't think anyone could be accused of of uh, rushing it you know by by any matter of means i wouldn't have thought i mean it's i'd say it's it's exactly i think about august 3 years ago when there was calls for the bill um to first be brought forward certainly to the, the best of my knowledge i know it was only started to be debated in january but i mean it's it's a long time being discussed it's something people are going to hear more and more about and i understand it is an extremely difficult and a issue, but it is going to become one of the um big talking points, I think, over the next coming months as well. Uh, Dr. Hannah Lenan who's a specialist palliative care doctor and the chair of the Association for Palliative Care as well. Hannah, thank you for, for joining us on the programme today. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address if you want to get in touch or you want to share your own experience with us on the programme. We'll be back in a few moments. Don't go anywhere.